0: Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, and joining us today are co-hosts, Brenton Weber of Bonza Bash and Shindig, and, of course, our Larissa Long of Mode Magazine. Today's show is brought to you by Park Place and Balinoff Vodka. And speaking of Balinoff, we're going to start our first tasting with Balinoff Vodka's um, premium vodka. Um, I don't know. I know that, Larissa, you've had this uh, like a million times because they were your sponsor first.
1: <laughs> I love Malinoff. I'm so d- definitely a fan.
0: So um, in your opinion, having tasted it uh, you know, several times before, what do you f- feel is like their point of difference besides it has flavor, whereas a lot of vodkas are completely absent?
1: Yeah, I think um, as someone who, d- I- I'm not the biggest vodka fan, but it's, you know, vodka has the, you know, typical alcohol taste. It's, it's a lot less, like, you can't really taste that, especially, you know, with the mixers. Right. You add the mixers into it, and you don't have, like, it doesn't taste like regular vodka, where you feel like you're drinking the... Um, acid. <laughs> like, single, fingernail polish remover is yes. what I, you know, say. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not a straight vodka girl, but I would say when, when you have the mixers, you know, it makes a big difference.
0: I would agree um and the tasting of it too i've noticed on the upside instead of it having a bitter bite there's a little bit of a sweetness um and when i was talking with the rep for Balanoff, they had uh, kind of educated me a little bit about because uh the now vodka was distilled to the point where it's supposed to have little or no flavor well vodka does have a flavor it does have a very distinctive flavor and you can enjoy that if it's produced properly have you had it before, Brenton?
2: I have, actually. Yeah, it's very, nice. it's very smooth. It is
1: very smooth. I actually do definitely agree with that. And it's French vodka. I mean,
0: French it's vodka, French don't you Vod- love that? With a, Russian <laughs> name. with a Russian name, right? I know.
1: It's crazy.
0: I love that. Now, Michelle, you're tasting it, I believe, for the first time. What do you think? Well, I am a vodka girl.
3: <laughs> I'm Martini Michelle. And
0: <laughs> Martini Michelle, I love that.
3: I think it's really good. It's really smooth, and I do drink straight vodka in my martinis, and I would definitely have this again.
0: I love it. Very fun. So thank you, Belenoff, for being our um, beginning toast to our show with some of the little technical difficulties we were running into. Uh, yeah, definitely was a great way to start. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about um, socially savvy holiday events. Um, we are going to be going over how to host them um, what to do when looking at attending them, and um, also when you're approaching v- venues, you know, what, if you're going to be the venue or if you're um, approaching a venue, kind of what to talk about. There's a lot of little things that I think people forget about, and so, you know, going into the holidays, I thought this is a great reminder to know what to do so that you can make your, you being there a plus to that event instead of detracting from it. Uh, we're going to start off the show here with Mr. Brenton. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do. I mean, I know about your shindig and Bon Sebash. I've been an uh, avid supporter of that for, like, gosh, two and a half years now. Long time. Um, I finally got a chance to start going to the events. <laughs> I was hearing about all these fabulous events, and my life would keep getting in the way. But um, the first one that I managed to go to was your New Year's Eve party last year, which is the oh, one that excellent. is coming up again. Um tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and what makes your events so much different.
2: So I do a couple things. Firstly, on the event side of Bash, and we started doing events about nine years ago when myself and my business partner, at the time, we were both from Australia, and we both had our birthdays in March. And so one year we decided to do a combined birthday party because we wanted to do something that was kind of interesting and fun and something that is a little bit different to what you would normally experience in Seattle. Um, so we decided to do this black tie party and we held it at our house. Uh, we invited 80 people who we knew and thought might be interested in such an event. And this was back in the days before Facebook or anything like that.
0: 80 and people at your house, you said no, your house?
2: No, we invited 80 people.
0: To your house?
2: To our house. Okay,
0: uh, I just want to make sure I'm clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have not heard the story yet. You haven't? Okay. No, no.
2: So yeah, we invited 80 people And within a month, that list had grown to 400 people. Oh,
0: my gosh. Oops. And we had
2: 250 of them show up. Oh, wow. thankfully, it was a big house. And um, that all worked out really well. But it was kind of crazy having 250 people, all with black tie, show up to this this house party. Oh, I love Um, it. And we actually, we originally got the concept based on an event that happens in Australia in the middle of the outback where they kind of bus fly and chopper in people and infrastructure and all this stuff and do this black tie party under the stars.
3: Oh my gosh, amazing. And so so we
2: thought, you know, that's a cool metaphor because it's thousands of miles from anywhere, thousands of miles from home. Seattle is normally a very casual town, so we wanted to do something different and it all kind of aligned. And we threw this party and people liked it and they showed up, lots of them. And... Then, yeah, the next year we decided to do it again and again. And it started off as just a birthday party, but then it expanded. And we did a you know, birthday party and then Halloween. And then um, I think the year after we first did our Halloween party, we expanded to do a New Year's Eve party as well. Um, and so nowadays we do about three to four events per year. This year will be three events. Uh, we just did a Halloween event back in October, on October 26th, and we have a huge New Year's Eve party coming up on December 31st, obviously.
0: Yeah, that that's the one that, and that's always been a black tie, and I can, you know, it's funny because you mentioned that Seattle is not, you know, does not have a lot of black tie events uh, tr- traditionally up until yeah. those last few years. Uh, people really do enjoy stepping out, dressing up, going to fashion shows, going to events, and there's just not that many of them that are generated.
2: Well, That's right. Yeah, like I said, Seattle is a very casual town. You know, Most people's version of dressing up is getting out the nice North Face fleece.
0: Okay, and, you've got to, to stop. Around. Wait a minute, wait a <laughs> minute. You've got to stop perpetuating that rumor. That rumor is nasty. That's true, though. <laughs> not when so they're going out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's
2: that's basically what we wanted to do. We wanted to do something a little different. Um, and that's always been a staple for all of our events. We have a higher-end dress code. You know, we choose inter locations and and um, venues that people wouldn't normally go to. So we don't do events in like nightclubs and bars, but we'd pick unique locations. So this, for example, could be a location that we might choose Park Place. Um, our events oh, yeah. are a little bigger these days, but if we were to do a smaller event... It. locations like this, locations like Fremont Studios or and that, the And that's, that's a
0: beautiful one. I'm really excited
1: to have yeah. you guys be there.
2: Yeah, Fremont, Fremont's a great venue, so that's where our New Year's Eve party will be. The,
1: the great thing about um, Fremont, too, is it always looks different because of their wall.
2: Yeah, well, they have that that white wall, and they can just light it whatever color you like, and they do all kinds of crazy stuff there.
1: So. Yeah, we've done a photo shoot there for oh, the yeah. magazine, So, and they were yeah. able to make it. You wouldn't even know it was Fremont Studios if yeah. you looked at it.
2: Yeah, they um they do. That's actually their primary business. Is by day they do photo shoots. They do you know movie production stuff. So it's it's a actual production studio. They're
0: well equipped, equipped to be able to change and and kind of chameleon into whatever it is oh, yeah, that you yeah. want it for for your particular event at the venue. Absolutely. Yeah, and they have great parking too.
2: What's that?
0: They have pretty good parking too.
2: Yeah, it's Fremont, so I mean, there's, there's some parking lots adjacent and yeah. some street parking as well. So Yeah, yeah. so
0: it's all pretty close. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're here because you'll be able to give us a lot of good insight on events. Um, we're going to start a little bit about events, attending them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anybody who has any information, since we've all been to events and, and you guys are event location, uh, definitely chime in. Some of the things that I wanted to bring up is um, what to expect when you're attending holiday events. Uh, I think it's really important for people to, and and I know this sounds redundant, but read the entire invitation. (laughs) Okay. I don't have the words to say this in every language out there. But one of my the craziest things, especially with Facebook, because you'll get a part of the invitation, and then you have to actually hit another button to get the full invitation because it only goes so far on the page. And you'll see, within well, the first postings on that page will be, well, what time does it start? Or what is the attire of the event? Or what is kind of like, okay, read
1: the entire invitation. Where do I get tickets? Even there, there's a the button. That there's says, a button and a link there. Click yes. tickets.
2: We usually have about... Six links there. Like you, they're, they're, there's links everywhere. There's yes. buttons, and links, but still people will have questions about it.
0: And and um, I'm going to jump forward. One of my socially acceptables is um, socially savvy acceptables is um, to ask questions on event postings. That is totally fine, totally appropriate. Um, it does help others. Uh, again, read the entire event description so you're not making an ass out of yourself. There's, there's also the other problem is when you ask questions, if you haven't taken the time to read the entire event, somebody's going to respond to those. And, yeah, it's a little thing. Maybe it's one question. Maybe it's two questions. Maybe it becomes 200. Um, but we as a society have a tendency to be kind of lazy about things. So we need to just stop if you're looking at an event. Get all the information you can off of the event site. If there's a link, go ahead and hit the link because it may have more information. The whole idea when people put these events out is to give you as much information because they want you there. You have to assume that they want you there. You have to assume that they've pretty much thought out as many scenarios as they can to make sure that you want to go. So go that extra mile and make sure you take the time instead is skimming just because you see sponsors doesn't mean there's not important information underneath that. So that's one of my big things. Um, be prepared uh, when you are looking at going to holiday events. Make sure that you're prepared properly. It, one of the things I've noticed a lot of holiday events do as part of, say, your entry fee, they'll say bring a, a can of food to go to the homeless. If it's you know there's a charity that's supporting, um, maybe they're asking you to check in with the charity. Um, if it is... The tickets are being bought through somebody like Shindig. Um, they will say at the bottom, please bring a copy of your two for a reason. So, you know, try to try to be prepared with what they need. If you're standing in line, um, a lot of your events, 2, 3, 4, 500, 2,200, 3,200 people, you know, when you're coming into events, um, be aware of how many people are going to be there. Be aware of time frames uh, one of the craziest things is I see people, they want to make a grand entrance, they show up an hour, hour and a half late, along with 60% of the other people, and they complain about having to stand in line. Well, you know, you weren't prepared, and most people aren't prepared for this gush of of too many people. They're expecting a nice, steady
1: trickle. So. Um, oh, and if there is a step and repeat out in front of the line and they're not letting you through, which I've been to so many parties like that where they put the step and repeat and then you go check in and it's then you're waiting then for you're all those deaf, people yeah. and those yeah. people need to take 5,000 pictures <laughs> until <laughs> they move on. <laughs> on. Yes, if if there is a venue which, or an event, which I don't suggest if you're doing an event to put your step and repeat before you check in. You know, I like the way that you do it where it's, um, Brenton is who I'm pointing at, by the way, um, <laughs> where his step-and-repeats are typically outside, you know, where you can check in, you can go check in, or you can come back and you can do the step-and-repeat, but there's not or that somewhere process. Or the
0: venue or something.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. As,
2: as long as it's disconnected. You don't want lines feeding into lines. So yeah. if you have to go through the step-and-repeat to check in, or vice versa, it's a problem. Um, so what w- we've tried this in the past with smaller events, having the step-and-repeat quite near check-in. But it can become a, an issue as soon as it exceeds a certain size. Yeah. So for, for our larger events, our step and repeat is disconnected from that process. So after you check in to the event, you're inside the venue, then now you, get you to can go, go to step and repeat, yeah. or you can go to the bar, or you can go somewhere else. And the step and repeats open all night, so you can just come and utilize
0: it whenever you like. Enjoy it, yeah. It becomes part of, of, of one of the stops in the event. Yeah. And, and like
1: remember that. that if you're a guest and someone does have a step and repeat in order for you to get through the checkout... Take your one picture, move on, and come back after I everybody's saying, yeah, checked you can, in. You
0: can totally always come back. There's never a problem. Um, you know, come back with your group, with your friends, whatever. But, again, being prepared. You know, know what kind of know what is going to be going on and what's going to be expected. Um, my last tip, and I um, love any of you guys' feedback on other tips, but is RSVP properly, appropriately? Um, an RSVP for no is completely fine. Uh, if you feel like socially you're supposed to be there, and you can't be there, please RSVP know. These venues will take a, a look at the yeses and the maybes. They are basing their food, their alcohol consumption, their glass rentals, their chair rentals, how long it's going to take you to get through a line. There are so many dynamics that are based on that RSVP that you need to be considerate enough to do it
1: properly. And if you RSVP and there's tickets to buy, buy, buy your, your tickets. Ticket. Seattle is notorious for buying tickets the week of... I can have an event. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, you, know, I, you know, I've had events where, you know, we're hoping for, you know, 400 people, 300 people. And three days before the event, we have 50. And then the event happens, and we have 400 people there, you right. know. And it's because everyone waited till the last second, but we're not prepared for 400 people because only 50 people had bought tickets, even though 1,000 RSVP'd. Right.
2: Well, that's, that, that's the thing. People don't really understand that that's by not actually RSVPing ahead of time appropriately and or buying your ticket, you're actually compromising your own experience.
0: Oh, yeah. Your Matthew, because the organizer can can't
2: necessarily plan. Unless they've been doing it for a while and they have a good indication of where they're going to land you know, and how the ticket sales patterns work. Right. Obviously, for you to have the best time and to make sure that you're not waiting in line for ages to check in or for the bar or for the bathrooms or anything like that, then you're far better off letting people know ahead of time and also encourage your friends yep. to get their tickets ahead of time as well.
0: Well, it, it, it comes down to a, a couple of things I've noticed. You know, again, RSVP maybe is fine, but it maybe needs to be changed within 48 hours. I mean, bottom line within 48 hours. Now, if you have an emergency, totally, totally get that. But when you're talking events, you have maybe 2% that are going to run into an emergency where they have to change their RSVP from a yes or, or maybe to a no. Um, and, again, just like Brenton mentioned, this is about making your experience the best it can be. It's about making sure that there's enough booths, there's enough um, uh, space for seating. There's, there are so many little things that these event planners, um, we who are putting them on, are trying to make this a fantastic um, experience for you. And, you know, you've got to help us to help you. Swag bags. Uh, swag bags, yeah. Um, I can't even tell you how many times people complain. Well, by the time I got there, there was no food. Well, when did you RSVP? When did you buy your ticket? You know, those are all linked, and you can't have this entitled attitude. Well, well, I bought my ticket this afternoon. They, surely they could have flown in the chickens, had them fried and served in under six hours. I mean, seriously. I mean, this is not, you know, a dive-in restaurant. This is You're talking about an event. There's so many things that go into this. So be considerate. RSVP for your events. Um If you're a maybe again, make sure you're changing that reservation no more than forty eight hours or, or no less than forty eight hours before the best 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 if you want to make sure that that you are making the event better instead of detracting from it is make sure your RSVP is locked in yes
1: because which I've a learned lot of is cut off. I've learned that that's the biggest reason to charge for events. um you know I've had yeah. several free non profit events that I would be putting Those up for several yeah i put people I have a speaker it. and and you know we'd have um I had an event four seasons donated the space like we had this amazing speaker flying in from Africa. she came and oh spoke, we had you know a thousand um you know people r s v p and we probably only had fifty people show up because there's no accountability yeah, yeah. people often
2: value. Um, what they can an lose. event based on what they have to pay for it
0: Yep. So I, I think the sad part is is people don't realize that free is never free, and just because somebody has gone to the extreme to try to allow you to attend an event so that they can you can spend that money supporting a, um, a cause. that people don't make that connection. So if you're one of those people that's new to events, please listen to what we're saying because we want to see that you go into these events looking fantastic, feeling fantastic, and people, you know, talking positively.
2: I'd also Um, add that there's one huge benefit for you as an attendee of buying your tickets early, which is uh, typically cheaper.
0: Yes. especially yes. with New Year's Eve you know <laughs> like
2: New Year's Eve early bird specials are a lot cheaper than what you're going to get you know the week of the event yeah. three days before the event, the day of the event etc.
1: Or how many events have you been to that have sold out because you waited till the last minute Oh yeah absolutely Yeah, and then,
0: then you're trying to badger them to give you tickets for something that you really have no right to badger them for because you were lazy yes <laughs> I just said that okay anything else that you guys can think of about um, attending events off the top of your head?
2: Um, so many things. <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> <laughs> so many things. I, I, I would say another big thing is dress code. And this gets back to what you were saying, Elba, oh, yeah. about reading the invitation and understanding what event you're going to. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that we, ha- for, for our events, every single time we'll have people turn up dressed inappropriately.
0: Yep, and you have and to turn them away. We have to
2: turn them away, which sucks because... That's not a great thing for them. It's not a great no. thing for us. We don't, we don't want to turn people away. We want people to enjoy the event. But by the same token, when there's a published dress code and you've got a small number of people who turn up not you know, adhering to the dress code, so they're wearing jeans, but it's a formal event or a right. black tie event, so they turn up and they expect to be let in because they've purchased a ticket, but then other people who've actually gone to the effort and dressed up and got the tux, and yeah. got the pool gown, and the cocktail dress, and whatnot, they um, are, are rightly upset as well. Like If you do let people in, they're like, well, what's going on here? I thought there was a dress code. Yeah, I wanted to come to an event that was more sophisticated. Well, and you become
0: an eyesore. You be, not, not only do you become somebody... <coughs> you, you've got everybody you know, looking at you in disdain, like they just smelled some bad cheese, which, seriously, why would you want to be that person? That's my first question to you. Um, second question is, why... Why would you disrespect an event and the people who are putting on an event with your arrogance of thinking just because you bought a ticket that you don't have to adhere to what they're trying to do? The whole idea of a dress code is to maintain the integrity of the intention of the event. Um, Like you were saying, we don't get a lot of black tie events here in Washington. We don't get a lot of opportunities to dress up. So everybody's looking forward to it. So the last thing I want to see... Is walk in when I've got this beautiful ground and have somebody in jeans, you know, thinking that they're smug and all that. I just really, honestly, honest to God, I just want to drop kick your ass right there because I think <laughs> it's rude. Well, you know, and then
1: it also it it also puts you in a situation where if you start letting those people in, more people come and dressed you that lose way. The, the next time, the event. yes, yeah. and and the next thing you know, you have an event where only five people are showing up. Yep. Yeah, that's right. High. So it's
2: really, it's a lose lose situation no matter which way you slice it. So for us. As, you know, event producers and organizers, when we have to not let people in, that's not great for them. They're yeah. understandably upset. Um, but by the same token, if we did let them in, that causes a whole bunch of other problems.
0: You know, I'm going to go one step further. Th- there's no reason for them to be understandably upset.
2: Well, the, the, they're upset because of the fact that they spent money...
0: They're upset because oh, they can't they get can't, away yeah. with what they want to do and they're being spoiled. Those are the people or, who are most likely <laughs> going to get upset. Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> they've been lazy and they haven't read the invitation. They haven't...
0: And again, but that shouldn't be... On. This is where I think our, our culture gets, um, has, has really caused this, as we do. We make uh, excuses for them about why they did something or why they didn't. And then for you as an event person to actually feel bad is extensively gracious. Uh, to the point where I think it's almost absurd that you should even have to feel bad for these people who are either too lazy, too stupid, or too arrogant <laughs> to not be able to adhere to some. Don't go to
1: LB's party in jeans. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, because yeah, I probably will call you out. You know, and obviously, I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive on on air because the whole point of this is is helping you to understand these are these are things you want to think about when you're going to an event. Stop being that person. There's, you can be a rebel at an event. You can totally be a rebel at an event, but in different ways. Don't go against the grain of the event. Do something really, you know, extensive. Like if it's an all-white event and everybody's in cocktail attire or better, you know, wear a wedding dress with a train. Okay, that's being a rebel. That's or being... when
1: I went to the masquerade party, and I, I hate wearing masks, but it was a requirement. So I decided, well, I don't want to look like everyone else. And I painted a mask painted, on my yep, face, but it, it was like a, um, a zebra animal print thing. I, w- I didn't look at all like anyone else, and I matched my dress to my mask, yeah. I painted on mask, and everyone the whole night was like, oh, I didn't think of doing that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yeah, I've, I've painted on masks before because, uh, I, you know, as an events photographer, I'd go in and shoot, it's really hard to shoot through a mask, so you can be a rebel in your own way, um, but you don't want to do it at the, the cost of the event. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, and you can still be very fashionable, you know, there's a lot of leeway, Oh my even gosh, if it's there a black is. tie event, I mean, there's so many different things you can do, oh, as yeah. a guy or a girl, uh, in terms of what you wear. Marissa would probably be better comment more on, on this with her fashion background.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's
3: so Well, you can
1: even you can still do. wear denim. There, go, if you really want to wear denim, make a denim dress. You know, there are very, I, and I'm it not kidding. It needs to be formal. It, it needs be to be formal, formal, but they exist. If you yeah. really, really are committed <laughs> to having to wear denim, go make yourself. I mean, Angelique has pulled off some stuff that, you know, as a fashion designer that I'm like, how on earth did you do that and yeah. she looks amazing but she looked amazing yeah. she didn't stand out she didn't look lazy she didn't look like she wasn't trying to fit the dress code she just looked like she was trying to stand out and there's a huge difference between you yeah. know that I would totally that agree look. With that
0: I would totally agree with that
1: not that I'm saying wear a denim dress but <laughs> don't wear ball a gown. dress to uh, bonza bash
0: <laughs> please business. don't oh. please don't yes that could be tricky what,
1: what about a, a starburst wrapper dress
2: I have no idea what that is.
1: <laughs> people wear its the craziest thing. Uh, having children, I see these videos, and people literally make dresses out of, oh, out of candy, candy wrappers.
0: wrappers. Oh, okay. That could be... Duct tape. That could be... Duct tape, that tape dresses. Okay, so so here's the thing. Let, you know, while we're, we're, we're going to go off to the side on a little topic here, if you're really focused on trying to do something really dramatically different um, and you look up and it says formal event and you're looking at trying to make something out of a unique fabric... Um, formal i would say go full length then.
1: Do yes, I completely agree. Like formal is full length.
0: Go go to the degree that it is taking it so that it can be recognized formal so that it can be recognized that you're you're doing something fun.
1: Yeah. There's that's the difference between cocktail and formal. What I've learned um you know the worst is when you go to an event that says formal and you show up and and this happened to me recently. I wasn't planning on going to this event last minute. We were invited on a media path. Can you please come to this event? I'm like, great. I don't. I'm, it's a formal event. I don't have a gown. I have, I have a cocktail dress, but I don't have a gown for this. So I literally went out, bought a gown. At you know, I won't say that how much I paid for it. Well, not very much, but <laughs> I still, I still matter. went out. I bought a gown for this event. I showed up, and. Only two people were there wearing a gown, and they were all in cocktail dresses. And then I, I was upset. I was really, really upset yeah. because first of all, I stood out in the wrong way, um, and second of all, I just went out and bought a dress that I didn't need to buy when I had a cocktail dress, and I was supposed to be. And it said formal event, and and for men, that means either a jacket or a tie. Um, I think it means both but i think that um for a, a for a formal attire
0: bond with a nice white open you know you've you've thrown your bow tie off yeah. know, in the middle of the a- and i kind think, of think thing. if
1: it's done correctly you can do that for black tie but i think it's it's a jacket and tie for formal cocktail is either Mm -hmm. a jacket or a tie.
0: Well, and cocktail, I mean, here's the thing, is if you want a mix to your event, you can stay um, semi-formal, cocktail formal. So you can create that mix. Again, the more information you give, the more people know what to do with it. Um, The whole idea, again... Everybody wants to have fun, and if everybody knows what's expected, then people go in with more confidence, and it's a much smoother transition. You have less negative talk, less less people pointing, and, you know, focus on the reason why you're there, you know, the great DJs, the fabulous drinks, the step and repeat, the, you know, Partying with your friends, don't seeing everyone so else's
1: fashion. Yeah, I love that. Don't get <laughs> it's so one of my favorite things to in, do.
0: And trying to be a rebel or in trying to do something different. You know, learn how to embrace when somebody's putting something on. Embrace what it is and, and go with it. And then put your best foot forward within that realm. So, I think we beat the crap out of that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I
2: will say uh, one last thing though. After you read the invitation and the website fully. If you have questions at that point about the dress code, then definitely Definitely ask
0: reach questions. out, yep, and, and that was my chances socially are that acceptable... If it's
2: like a legitimate question that's not covered anywhere, someone else probably has that same question. Yep,
0: yep, you took the words right out of my socially acceptable, I love that. <laughs> the Pain Center of Bellevue offers real relief to pain and to a healthier approach to your life. With services including chiropractic, weight loss, trigger point injections, acupuncture, massage, and rehab, you're sure to find a healthier approach to your life. Find them at www.bellevuepaincenter.com. Tell them Socially Savvy sent you, and you'll receive a 30-minute doctor-supervised trigger point massage and pain management consultation. Wow. I need to really get that one down.
1: I went there this morning.
0: Yes. They are fantastic. <laughs> um, you can get a hold of them at 425-455-2225 if you'd like to call and book an appointment. Uh, socially savvy facts. Always assume people have good intentions. Um, you have a much better attitude towards people when you do it that way, and if their te- intentions are not good, um, they're just the ones who look like an ass. Uh, there's this tendency in our culture to want to um, look for underlining meaning and underlying intention. I'll be sitting there with people and they'll go, oh, did you see the way she said that? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? If you're looking for a problem, you're going to find a problem and you may even cause a problem. Don't be that person. If, if somebody's going to be rude, if they're going to be a snark, um, I've had it happen on the show. We had somebody call in during one of my live shows and um, uh, they jumped right in with this just very rude joke and I wasn't getting it. I, I mean, my brain was just in a completely different place. And when I went back and listened to the show, I got it at the very end, and I said, "Oh, that's totally not socially acceptable and you know and and we laughed and had a good time with it. Um, one of the, the feedback that I got from that was because of the way I handled it it was they looked like an ass. It was entertaining. It was funny, and it just pointed and redirected everything in a very positive light instead of allowing them to win that, that well, particular battle. And you don't really battle.
1: feel good about yourself if you you know in the end. I mean, you I, make can't, think. I I am a female, so I can't lie. I've been in that situation where I don't always look at things in a positive light, you know. Um, but I really try. I, I see the good in everybody, and and that is definitely something I, I think I'm pretty good at. But you know, there's those times where. I just, you know, I don't feel that way. And then afterwards, I'm like, why? why did I do that? I didn't help myself by looking at somebody that way. In no way does it benefit myself to think negatively.
0: It, and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really benefit anybody, but, you know, that's a whole other topic we could get off on. Um, okay, so let's jump into um, holiday events, putting them on. Um, Brenton, Larissa, you guys have both put on big events. I've done lots of little events. Um, so I Mine think are
1: tiny well, compared to Brenton. Well, tiny, like, yeah. how can I compete with like his okay, thousands of people? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs>
0: so you know, I think the, the most I've ever had an event is like 75 people, so I would say, you know, minuscule. But um, when you're talking about putting on events, you uh, were a couple of things that I thought of. And again, if you guys have anything, chime in. Um, be clear and concise. The more information you put on it, you know, obviously you don't want it to be a 17-page document where (laughs) you need a lawyer to interpret it because nobody's going to come to your event because they're not going to understand it. Um, But you do want to be clear and concise about what is expected because, again, people's confidence level comes from understanding what's expected of them. And everybody's just nodding at me. Yes, Yes, we agree. (laughs) We uh. concur.
2: Definitely. I mean, if you are hosting an event... Um, definitely make sure that you are publishing that information to people. Mm-hmm. So, depending on, obviously, what kind of event it is, if it's a smaller event, a larger event. Um, what we do with Bonzer Bash, which is a larger event, you know, we have uh, our Shindig website where we're selling tickets. We have our Facebook website where people are RSVPing and it's on the social networks and all the rest of it. Uh, and those contain kind of a, a summary of the event and the information the key pieces of information about the event. They also contain a link over to the main website where there's more information.
3: Mm-hmm. And if you
2: go to the Bonsbash website, um, you'll probably find this laid out fairly clearly. I mean, we're always trying to make it just as clear as we possibly can to people. And so the, the, the homepage has, you know, the few bullet points about the event, the few key details. Right. And if you want to look into the rest of the details, there's lots of information there. So you can get the overview snapshot, and then you can kind of look into the details and understand more about the event, more about the dress code. There's an FAQ section, which will go through questions. And that's most awesome. of the questions are things that we already know about and people have asked us over the years. So we, we just pre-populate that stuff. Right. But occasionally, we will get people, uh, people asking us questions about XYZ. And we're like, oh, we haven't covered that yet on Or that's never come up before, yeah. Or it hasn't come up before. And so then we add it because chances are somebody else will have that question as well. Um, so definitely having information, you, you want to be both clear and concise, and then you also want to make sure you have the details there for people if they want to go to that level.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's funny because in, mar- in basic marketing, they, they teach you KISS, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's what your first page is. And then, like you're saying, it gives you more information. You know, Click this for more detailed information. So you can take in the, the core of it, and then move forward from there.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like a layering approach.
0: Yeah, like onions, this layers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maps. Please, please, please. Can I say it again? Please, if you have a location... That Google Maps has a tendency to completely botch, <laughs> um, or any other mapping institution. Um, which so this h- enters into: put your your venue into MapQuest, put your venue into MapIt, put your venue in, see what comes up. Make sure that it makes sense, so they're not ending up in the middle of Timbuktu with you know six-inch heels, pissed off. Um, Make sure that you're, you're mapping them and have maps so that people know how to get to it if it's not, you know. One of the things about Park Place here, it's a fantastic location because it's five. Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is nice. But not every location is, and sometimes that seclusion is part of the ambiance of it, and that's great, but make sure people know how to find you. Um, understand your demograph. I can't, I can't begin to stress this enough when you're putting um, together an event uh, understand who you're trying to appeal to and make sure your verbiage and everything that is going along fits that demographic. How you present a dinner invitation to a 90-year-old versus a 9-year-old is so dramatically different, um, even when you're talking about the demographic of lifestyle. Uh, understand who it is you're talking to and make sure your verbiage and stuff makes sense to communicating with them in an effective way. You know, you don't want to be jive talking and, and dropping a bunch of, you know. Did you just
1: say jive talking? Yeah, I
0: did. <laughs> I, oh, it's about as extreme as I could think of at the moment. Um, when you're talking about a formal event, you're, you know, you don't want to be using heavy southern slang when you're talking about going to the opera. You, you've got to make sure that there's some consistency there so you don't lose people in, in the process of everything. Um, be aware of what's going on in your town. If you're thrown an event yeah. and you have a large
1: Seahawks population of do people Very coming,
0: oh my gosh, I have been to events where it wasn't just the Seahawks. It was the Seahawks and the Mariners, and they were in the crossfire. You're, you're dooming your event to utter complete failure, wasted time, wasted resources, sponsors time, and, and everybody wasted. So understand, look at your main big things. If you have... Um, a, place if you have like you know we have fifth avenue um if you are anywhere in the vicinity and i would say a good 10 miles or if your exit off the freeway is the same as a major event you want to know about that you want to know what's going on so then if for some reason you are crazy enough to say i'm going to throw it the same night because i have a different demograph that's great time a little bit or show them another route to be able to get to your venue
1: Well, my my Seahawks experience, I was doing a bachelor, bachelorette auction and we had amazing celebrity bachelors and bachelorettes. We had doctors and lawyers and like these amazing people to auction off and our turnout was horrible and we were like, what is going on? Why is Mm -hmm. the turnout so bad? And then all the people that were there kept saying, can we turn the Seahawks game on? That's all they want. And then I was like, That's oh, yeah. no. Well,
0: and just as a reminder to our listeners, we will not have a show next Monday because we will all be watching the Seahawks. <laughs> so we will be airing, um, possibly airing a show on Sunday as as a, as a rural adult. And this is, again, you know, I, I was very thankful that um, somebody, when we were talking about uh, this show, was supposed to be happening next Monday, and somebody brought it up about the Seahawks, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I missed my own best advice. Yeah. <laughs> So, again, now, if you are picking up on an invitation early on and um, you notice something like that, that's a perfect example where it's socially acceptable to reach out and say, hey, did you know that there's going to be a Seahawks game going on three blocks from your venue? Um, There may not be parking. That's where you're totally acceptable and totally, totally appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, The only... Thing I would say is make sure you're being nice
1: about how you present it. I, I think that's important too because sometimes you can miss things. You know, oh, I'm, I'm totally. not a foo- I'm not a big football person, so I didn't realize that there was a Seahawks game on a Thursday night. I think football Sunday, you know. Yeah. So to throw an event on a Thursday night, I wouldn't have thought that, but other people might have, and they just didn't want to hurt my feelings. No, please hurt my feelings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we had a situation, and it was a low key, you know, home party thing, and there was a political person that will remain unnamed <laughs> um, that came into town and completely disrupted everything all over the place and, and threw the whole thing into chaos. And so a lot of people didn't come because it was, you know, literally too difficult. Um, and, and there are those times where it's small little things like that, where you can't control it. But if you can be at, at any way aware, you're going to be much happier that you make your little changes and adjustments. And, and so will everybody be out because the last thing you want is I sat on the freeway for 45 minutes. Oh, and they're disgusted, which, yeah, I mean, and I do they come in a wait. bad mood, yeah. Yeah, or, if, or they never get there. And then they feel bad because cause you feel bad, and then everybody's bad, and it's just downhill from there. So, okay, what about you? Any other things you can think of for putting on events that people should be aware of?
2: Any other things for putting on events? Um, yeah, I would just say make sure you're as, as organized as possible when putting on the event. I mean, there's a lot of things to do to put on events. It obviously varies Don't with the size fly by the feet scope. of your pants?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, that's what I've been doing. Well, that doesn't you, work. Well,
2: you can probably get away with that for smaller events. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but for, for bigger
2: events, you may need a little bit more
0: planning required.
1: Even small events, I think yeah, that's no, a bad I'm, idea. I'm, yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> I have learned
0: that Well, impromptu dinner parties are fantastic, impromptu parties of over 50 are not. Yeah.
2: yeah I mean, if you are going to throw an event, uh, especially one that's of any... Size and scope. Make sure that you have somebody who's experienced helping you out. Whether that's you, you hire an event management company, or you just hire somebody to help you. If it's let's say you're doing a smaller event, maybe for fifty to one hundred friends, um, maybe you can get some help from a friend who has done events in the past. Right. Uh, a lot of events, it's not really rocket science, but experience does help a lot. Yeah. It, it's really a project that you're managing. So there's a lot of details. There's a lot of project management type skills required. Yep. Um, and then there's the experience portion. So you could be highly organized. You could be great at, you know, creating projects and managing projects. But if you don't have that experience to know that, oh, you need to get X, Y, Z permits for, mm-hmm. you know, liquor or raffle or... Which we're going to talk about later. Or, um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you know, a, a, any of these kinds of things. Um, or a, gr- another great example, you know... We learned to to check Seahawks schedules and Husky yep. schedules and things like that, um, because you know we, we at one point we just hadn't really done that done that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but after we realized that okay, these are things that are major events that are happening in town that affect the attendance of the event. You want to make sure you're across as many of those as possible. Yep. Um, but that really all falls under the experience bucket. So. You know the experience if you 're new to organizing events you'll gain the experience over time, yeah. but see if you can find people whose experience you can leverage because it's going to uh, make the event smoother and Definitely reduce your stress levels quite significantly.
1: And it makes it overall better. I mean, you can see the quality of work with someone who's planning an event. You know, I I look at the first events that I planned compared to where my events are now, and, oh, my gosh, like I'm embarrassed that That I ever did some of those (laughs) events. Like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking back then, you know?
0: Well, and, and, you know, again, if you're talking about going and trying to do an event for the first time, Um, I'll never forget, we sat down with one of my son's teachers, and it's one of those things that's a lesson that has spanned very many different demographs, and um, his interactions with these kindergartens um, left a lot to be desired. And in a consultation with my husband, who is very analytical and the ultimate project manager, started asking him questions. He says, well, how did you get into teaching? And this guy goes, oh, well, I'm going to school for blah, 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 and I'm going to get my master's in um, uh, child education. And then there was, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the term. It was um, understanding the, the thought process of a child. And... My husband goes, oh, so you, you've got a family? Have you started a family? And, and he goes, oh, no. And he goes, might you ought want to think about having a kid before you talk about what a kid does? And it, it, in that moment of epiphany, it is. It's like trying to do something you've never done. I mean, okay, so men obviously can't have the baby, but they can be a part of that experience and they can see. The same thing when you're talking about going, you know, putting on a big event. Maybe you ought to... Might try to go to a few, <laughs> take um, a notepad, take a look at yeah. oh okay, somebody's catering food, okay, they have a bartender, oh they 've got four people taking tickets at the door. Open your mind to see how the experience of that and is what they're doing done. wrong, yes, you know i yes. uh,
1: my friend and I, when we started uh, our event plan- planning company, this was several years ago. Um, you know we we did nonprofit events that's all we did and um, you know we w- we would go to events that weren't nonprofit events and, and see how they did things you know because the turnout was different their clientele was different and yep. um, it was so it, it it was very different but it was so beneficial to see what was good and what wasn't venues that were good yep. venues that were bad you know things like that it was very it was very good to to go to events not to party but, no, but to sure. scope out to we'll
0: check it out yeah exactly um. Okay, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across from the Hyatt and Joey's, is a perfect place to check out a foray of art to make your house feel like a home. By art, it makes you feel better. (laughs) Socially savvy event locations. We're going to hand the mic over to Michelle, who is our hostess here. Um, again, as a location host, we want to thank you a ton. This is a beautiful venue here. Uh, glad to have you. Oh, it's I'm just impressed with everything that you have. I'd heard of many different events uh, that had been here, and you and I had, have talked forever and a day, and so I'm really looking forward to We're in the process of planning one. Um, so I, I really am excited to kind of pick your brain a little bit um, about what people should know about event locations. Um, some of the, the little notes I put down here is, help me to help you with a successful event. You really want to touch base when you're, when you're talking about approaching a venue for an event. Um, have some information, have some details so that they know how to serve you. Um, I know when we sat down with you, you were fantastic at asking a lot of those questions. Okay, well, what do you want it to look like? How many people are you thinking? Um, what's the dress code? You know, how do you feel about this room? How do you feel about that room? Um, what other kinds of things do you think make a savvy event location that that people should be aware of?
3: Well, I think that when people come, if it's a business or a showroom with all these beautiful cars, they need to know they need to respect their their surroundings. You know, especially with these high-end, expensive cars, they can't be having their drink and getting in them and sitting down and pretending like they're driving them. And I just think that you know, most people are, especially when they come to Park Place for our parties. We've hosted many, many big parties here, and the interesting thing about our place is we we have four acres of luxury and exotic cars to drool over, and it gives <laughs> somebody, you know, a little bit of something else to do and talk about when they're at a party.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, you know, tell us a little bit now that we have you on the mic. Tell us a little bit about what is going on here and. What you have, I mean, people have driven by maybe Park Place, maybe they've they've only heard about it. You know, tell us about who you are and what you guys do here.
3: Well, to start with, we're pretty much a family-owned business. Um, my husband and I and then David and Sherry Bingham are the owners of this place, and we've had it for 25, 26 years, um, and a lot of our employees have been here some of that time, most of that time, which is really something to say about I guess working here. We have four acres of luxury and exotic cars. We have a beautiful um, hand car wash auto salon where you bring in your car and it's hand car washed and vacuumed and the whole thing. A detail shop service for several kinds of cars and um, I think that's, you know, we, we have the Aston Martin dealership which is right next door to our main showroom. which which is beautiful just beautiful
0: (laughs) it is stunning
3: and we've done really fun parties over there with the James Bond of course theme and that's who we are
0: I love it
1: and and I want to put in you know meeting you and working with you you would never know if I I mean if I didn't know already coming in that you were the owners of this place you're so so, friendly and so so you made us feel so welcome that it, it's, it's so much more than just buying a car, it's an experience. Like yeah, coming here and meeting job. you, and like, I, I can't wait to do an event here because I'm excited to work with you guys. Thank you, yeah.
0: I can't wait to do one with you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: And working right into the following thing here. <laughs> do you have the proper licenses? <laughs> when you're talking about doing events in fantastic venues like this that n- are not a restaurant or are not a bar, um let me just preface, each each venue um, for an event is going to have certain criteria. They're going to have some limitations, and they're going to have some permits and stuff that you're probably going to need to take into consideration. Um, so you're going to want to do your research on that to start out with, standing what licensing you need. Uh, you know, you, you want to have a tough go at it. You want to you be able to do an event in any state, come to Washington, because I'll tell you, Washington <laughs> has some of the strictest, most difficult um, things that you have to do to do events but coming out of that doing an event pretty much anywhere else is is a cakewalk. Um so understanding where it is that you're trying to do the event and and what restrictions or or what hoops you need to jump through to make sure you have a successful event cuz honestly the state these people they don't want to come knocking at your door. They don't want to deal with it. They just want you to do what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Just call the, the um the the, different the liquor yeah, the liquor control board directly. You know, um instead of just thinking that you are reading everything correctly and, and you've done events before where it worked out at, you know at one event and one venue because of the staff that you had or the different permitting you had and then you go to a different location and it's completely different um, just call and ask directly but make sure you do it with plenty of time um, <laughs> instead of you know a couple weeks before but yeah. um, you know, d- make sure that you give yourself enough time and, and they will answer your questions. Um, you know, like LB said, I- they don't want to shut it down, but it is the law and that's their job.
2: Yeah, yeah. and it's important to realize that um, different venues have different licensing restrictions. So just because you could do a certain type of event at one venue doesn't necessarily mean that you can do that same type of event at a different venue. Yeah. From county to county, yeah. even.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that, that's why it's really important to do the research right. and to, you know, research online, talk to people who know about this, called the liquid control board if you're in Washington State. Um, that's really <laughs> or, the or
1: even with food, you know, food handler's yes, cards. It's something as handlers. simple okay. as that. Um, you know, are you hiring licensed caterers? Are you yep. – um, in, in Seattle, Seattle um, – I mean, we're here in Bellevue. Bellevue is a little bit more lenient than Seattle. But Seattle um, even has uh, – if you have an event in at a hotel um, – bringing in your own food is actually not allowed. They ha- you have, you to, have use to use their, their caterers. caterers. Yep. Um, so, you know, little things like that.
0: We have a caller. We're going to see if we can take them, and um, I'm not sure I may be the only one who can hear them, but yeah. hello, caller. You're calling in live to Socially <laughs> Savvy. Speaking? How are you doing? Good. Oh. Hello. Hello. So you're calling in live to Socially Savvy. Who am I speaking with? This is L.B. Duchess.
3: Hi, Elby. It's
0: Vicky. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> Everybody saying hello to you. So been... I know,
3: and I can't hear anybody in the background. I can only hear you. I don't know what I'm doing wrong.
0: No, it's probably not you. We've been playing with this technology for a little while, so we've got a backup recording that people are going to be able to hear everything in. Um, but yeah, um, oh. it's sometimes when you're connecting to the, the when you're talking a traveling show, it's it's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have a question for us? Well, that's okay. I just thought I'd say hi. No, that's <laughs> quite all right. Did you have a, a cool question or a remark mm-hmm. on um, attending holiday events or um, putting on holiday events?
3: Well, let's see. Holiday events are always kind of stressful, but fun and that's festive, great yeah. and you know they're they're great. It's you know, but you do have to be. I think I was listening to some of your comments and organization and um, that kind of thing, and everybody being on the same page is always key. And good marketing, if you're doing you know things like you do, which you're the queen. So. Uh,
1: oh my gosh, she well, is! Thank I you. completely agree.
0: <laughs> well, you are. You totally are. I'm working. So. Out. I'm good at marketing other ways. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, thank I'm, you for I've calling seen
3: in. I've seen your Facebook. You do fine on your own.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for calling in, and I, I like that you make a, a good point. So that's awesome.
1: Well, we look forward to seeing you at the All righty.
3: Well, you guys have fun. Okay. Thanks, Vicki.
1: You know, one okay, thing she fine. said about holiday events being stressful. Um, that was a really good point. I yeah. think a lot of people forget about that. It, and There's so many holiday events. That's another thing. You're competing with Everybody. Company Christmas parties. You're competing yep. with, um, you know, just friends, Christmas parties, family, you know, parties. Throwing an event during the holidays is one of the hardest for fundraisers as yep. well. You know, I, totally. I I had someone tell me that they thought it was the best time because that's when people are the most giving. Uh, yeah, they, they are to their favorite charities. That doesn't mean they're going to come to your event, yep. you know. Um yeah, yeah. It's, it is a very difficult time to put on an event. Is it a fun it sure time is. to put on an event? Of yeah. course it is. Yeah, That's but true. it is it is a very difficult time.
0: Another point when you're talking savvy event locations, and I know Vicki, not Vicki, hello, I'm looking, Vicki just on the phone. Um, <laughs> Michelle, we had talked about this, and, and you were fantastic with this, uh, parking versus a Um We One of the things that we talked about when we were talking about doing an event here was where do people talk? Um, park because we're asking them to dress up. We're, you know, When you're talking about a woman wearing four to six inch heels, the last thing she wants to do is get out in the mud. You want to make sure that your parking is set up to where either people can pull in and drop off or the parking is close enough where the gentleman can actually get them safely and soundly into the location.
3: <laughs> well, I think especially where we live in Seattle because of our weather, valet is key. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think even... Oh, I like that. Even in-house small parties to have to try to park in the neighborhood and walk in the rain or in the heels, even if it's not raining, is really tough. We tend to have, um, we're lucky we have our lot porters here that we have Valley Park at our parties, which works out really, really well.
0: You guys, I I think you guys really do have it cinched up for an event. (laughs)
3: It's fun here. (laughs) It is definitely, and it's so
0: pretty. (laughs) It's just pretty. It's awesome. Anything else you can think of when somebody are, is looking at an event location to put on an, a, an event of any kind? Any good advice you can offer to them? Well,
3: like we've gone over, I think be prepared, have the right questions. The Whoever wants to have the event at your venue needs to know that there are limitations to what some places can do. I mean, we're a car dealership. Right. We have a tiny, minuscule kitchen, you know, that sort of thing has. To, you need to find out what the venue can provide for you, and hopefully it's within
1: um, what you want to do for your party. Right. That's a great example because, like you and I spoke about, ordering tables and chairs and you know things like that, making sure that we we have all of those things because that's not something you're you're not an event venue. That's no. not what you right. specialize in. You know, right. although it's a beautiful place to have an event, it's not your specialty. So, right. You know, making sure you have those things and then. You know something that I I learned recently um, is you know if you if something doesn't work out and you know there it ends up working where the event isn't going to work. Learn from it, move on. Don't don't linger on it. Yeah, Yeah. and then you know just every experience that you have is a learning experience. And um, but remember, the next time could be completely different. So don't assume that the event before was like the one that you're going to have in the future.
0: Assumption makes an ass out of you and me. Yes. <laughs> Love that phrase. Yeah. Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, a Medi Spa in Bellevue, offers a full array of services that include lash extensions, Botox, laser hair removal, body wraps, facials, um, just to name a few. With a friendly, well-treated out, you will find your services of the highest quality and your results the best. Check them out at www.eastsidebodyandskin.com. Well, we're going to wrap it up here a little bit with some um, uh, fun little helpful hints to get you through the holidays when you're on budgets um, without having to say no because of finances. Um, so here's a couple of the things that have a tendency to stop people from going to events. Costly attire. Everyone um, always 60 wants to look seconds. their best when they're going to events, but not everybody can afford a lot of dresses. Macy's Clarence. Macy's Clarence is fantastic. Um, but here's, here's another little tip. Uh, while you may have worn the dress and your friends may have worn a dress, get together and do a happy hour dress swap and shop before an event. Yes. If you have a group of girls or you, have, you, you see an event where there's a lot of people going, um, can uh, take somebody's old dress and make it a new one for you for an event because you haven't worn it yet.
1: Works for, for pageants too. Yeah.
0: It's fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, kill two birds with one stone. Have friends or family you're planning to get a gift for but don't know what. Take them to an event as a gift. That way you can share time together, making memories, and check that off your Christmas list. So typically everybody has a budget for gifts. Um, Ten seconds. And finally, um, cash light but product available. Offer to support an event with product and trade for attendance tickets. Trade makes everyone happy.
1: Oh, I love trade. What would I do without trade? Uh, we love trade.
0: <laughs> um, with the show now national, we've started pulling, putting all of our local events on Facebook pages, so be sure to check them out for social events throughout the week. You can check out LB Duchess, Socially Savvy, Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment, and Seattle Fun Events, just to name a few. Um, that's where we post things like our fantastic Bon Sebastian New Year's Eve that is coming up, um, and many other local events, a lot of them um, of which are close to and dealing with charities. Um, Our show sponsors tonight were Rainier Beer, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Gunner Nordstrom's Galleries, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Daniel's, Broiler, The Pain Center of Bellevue, Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Park Place Motors Limited, Make It a Great Date, Table Talk Northwest, Mode Magazine, and Coconut Zico Coconut Waters, as well as Bonza Bash and Shindig. Um, Ending the show tonight, we are enjoying a glass of the fantastic Cannon de Soul. They're a little winery that is in Woodinville, right off the main drag, right there by the um, Hollywood House. Uh, we're enjoying their 2009 Syrah, a nice light, fun, fresh red for those of you who are not accustomed to heavy, bold reds. Um, check them out. You can go to their Facebook page, Canon de Soul, and find out what their tasting hours are. Uh, fun little tasting room. They have a, a great event that they do on Sundays, I'm, and I'm not sure if they still do it during the, the winter time, but they do it all summer long. Where um, you bring your your pet, you bring your dog with you. Okay. So um, it's very, very fun. They're very friendly. We want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors and check us out on iTunes. Make all the social events that you attend better because you were there. Have a socially savvy week, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.
3: See ya.